Hey, I hope you're doing well. This is the Solution Science Podcast, where we talk with some of the world's leading scientists and engineers in academia and in industry who are attempting to change the world of energy, materials, medicine, agriculture, computer science, and much, much more. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Yu Yu Cheng. He is a researcher in synthetic biology and recently published a paper on engineering a microorganism to sense bacterial DNA that is in the environment. He did this by creating a DNA circuit that could produce a fluorescent molecule in response to the bacterial DNA in the environment. That's what we covered in today's episode. I hope you enjoy. Hey, you, you. Thank you for joining me today. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. If you could introduce yourself a little bit for the audience. Okay, uh, so hi, uh, everyone. My name is Yu Yu. Uh, I'm a scientist in uh, Dr. Ophelia Elementary Lab uh, at the University of Wisconsin Medicine. So my research focuses on uh, horizontal gene transfer, um, particularly the natural transformation. Um, so I'm interested in like how different organisms release their DNA and uh, that DNA can be taken up by the natural compound bacteria. And uh, I engineer this bacteria to detect the, uh, the DNA from other organisms. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exactly um, what I wanted to speak to you about today is your, your recently published work on uh, the programming cells to detect um, extracellular DNA. Yeah. I guess we should start with talking about. DNA circuits, maybe? How do you actually make, what is a DNA circuit? How do you make one and how do you get it inside of uh, your cells so that you can use it? Yeah, sure. So the idea is that, uh, um, so these bacteria, uh, we engineer are special because they naturally can take up DNA from the environment. Um, but the problem is that uh, uh, they just randomly taking any DNA. So for them, there's no mechanism that can differentiate the DNA from uh, like a pathogen or like other bacteria. So the way we are to uh, make it uh, able to detect DNA is that we engineer synthetic genetic circuits in this bacteria. So what you have is essentially a um, big long piece of DNA that you make outside of your bacteria. On that, you have um, some repressing promoter on GFP and then sort of I guess upstream of that you have all this other molecular stuff going on that's going to repress that or not repress that if if the DNA is present yes so under I guess normal circumstances without the DNA present how are you how is the GFP being repressed yeah so the repressor of controls both the expression of the uh, the care switch and the, the GFP. So right. yeah. So once you lose that uh, uh, the repressor, um so the GFP will turn turn on uh spontaneously. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then um if I understand rightly from your schematics in your paper, when you find, when you have this piece of mm -hmm. DNA that comes from an external source or um, whatever you engineered it to come from, essentially, then yeah. that will get rid of the repressor, right? Yes. So essentially now you have your regions that are complementary to the um, homologous DNA that's yeah. coming in to the system. And then 
inside of that, you have your oppressor. And And the the kill switch. And the kill switch, right. So that means that once you get your external DNA that comes in, um, the way that the DNA will homologate, What's the word? Recom, recombine. Recombination, um, yes. Yeah, recombination. Uh, the way that that happens, it will get rid of the DNA that's in between that space, right? So you'll get rid of your toxin and you'll also get rid of your um, repressor of the GOP. Yes. And then that's how you're sensing your um, DNA because you've gotten rid of your repressor. So now you're going to express your GOP. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We call it a landing pace. So the landing pads can be uh, any sequence you want to target. Mm. Yeah. Nice. And that, and you did work on that on not just um, sort of purified DNA, but also organisms that um, kind of release DNA into the environment, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's something we initially want to achieve because. Um, if you can do detection without the DNA purification, that will be great. So we try just to co-culture, target the um, pathogens with the engineer bacillus to see if can detect the the DNA release from like other bacteria. Yeah, and we are able to achieve that. Um, so we use uh, different methods because we find that uh, um, if you don't like a um, inhibited the target bacteria, the engineer bacteria uh, won't grow well and that affect the efficiency. So we need to kind of using heat pre-treatment pre- like heat killing or like antibiotics to kill your target uh, bacteria. Yeah. Right. So you need antibiotics to um, kill the target material? Was that? So, so it's not living when you're detecting it, right? So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What uh what plans do you have if if you're able to share? Like uh um like uh, if you can kind of just use as a kind of probiotics or uh, and uh, those so the probiotics maybe can be used to detect like a cancer cell or some like a microbiome changes um and uh, they just express the. Uh, uh, GIP or any like a color, and you can just check your poop whether the like uh, you have cancer or you have some like gut bacteria you don't want. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So you would be able to see if you have fluorescent poop, and then uh, yeah, you'd yeah. be able to diagnose it. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, do you do you have any? sort of methods or plans for improving the sensitivity of the the sensor yeah so so we have like a sound background signal like because uh, the care switch have some like a mutation rates you have some background for reasons so if we can like reduce the mutation of the kill switch um that should be improve a lot like if yeah. you re- reduce a background mutation to hunger force, then you'll get hunger force sensitivity. Um, and right now, I think the sensitivity for my engineer bachelor is like a, um, one nanogram per mil. So that's a, maybe equivalent to like a 10 to five chromosome copies. So if you uh, reduce the uh, mutation rate to 
just a hundred for maybe you can get like a 10 to three copy numbers or even lower copy numbers yeah okay so yeah. could you explain that math a little yes. bit more i think that went over my over my head a little bit yeah so yeah. so you so it's the kill switch mutating that yes. is the issue right yes and that's occurring at a rate that at the moment means that essentially your organism that you've engineered is not performing the function that it should do over time mm -hmm. um, or that you want it to do but you can reduce the um rate of uh mutations is that correct yes yeah okay yeah yeah how how do you reduce the rate of mutations on your yeah um, that's a that's a great question. So I'm thinking using other like because uh, kill switch basically you can use like a toxin, or you can use like a ultrotrophic markers. Um, so either we can compare different uh, uh these selection markers, or we can maybe combine like multiple uh selection markers to to improve that. Or we can kind of look at the uh because there are some studies they look at the how genes affect the mutation rate. So so if you you delete some gene, maybe that can improve the uh, reduce the mutation rate and improve the performance of the circuit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. But I would say there's other problems like uh, um whether natural compound uh natural transformation is as efficient in the in situ environment as in the in the test tube. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and how like uh, what's the actual DNA concentration in the environment? Right, right, yeah. yeah so, oh, uh, I see. Because I guess I suppose um, in these sort of studies and tests, they're measuring it in vitro, right? So they're saying this is pathogenic at this level, and we this is what we measure out. But in reality, the yeah. measurement might not be quite that in in situ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Could you could you talk us through the sort of mm -hmm. development process of this idea and I guess this design? Did it go through different phases? Did it go through different um, sort of design phases, or was it straight away you thought this is the one and this is what it'll do? Yeah, we we actually haven't time to kind of improve the design. This is actually kind of like a version one. So oh, wow. but we do. Yeah, cause, yeah, cause um, we we actually, but we actually do did a lot of the characterizations uh, using these like the uh, first versions. Like uh, mm -hmm. we try like a uh, multiplex detection. Um, we also um, uh, try like uh, we check uh, the the sensitivity and specificity um, of this sensor, and also the like uh, doing detection without the. Uh, uh, DNA purification. Um, so that's kind of important. Uh, and we have some ideas like a circuit design and uh, some other uh, approach to improve the performance. Yeah, yeah, cool. What made you use Bacillus for your kind of chassis organism? Yeah, so um, it, it, it is a solar bacteria. So, um, and uh, I know first it's uh 
generally regarded as safe. So that's important. Uh, and also, it's a well categorized organism. We have a lot of tools like uh, promoters and the uh, search markers. Uh, and uh, the natural transformation pathway is characterized pretty well. So you know which genes um, you can overexpress to improve their transformation efficiency. So, so we have these like parts uh, available, and we just uh, assemble the circuit, and it just works. Yeah. Oh wow! Could you uh, do you know much information about the bacillus transformation pathways? Could you talk a little bit mm -hmm. about that? Yeah. So the the competence is kind of regulated by a master regulator called the COMK. Um, so it upregulated like a hundred different genes. And uh, they were first uh, uh, from a competence PLI. Uh, so they were from this PLI uh, from the cell membrane. And this PLI will just uh, try to bind uh, the double strand DNA in the environment. Uh, and once they uh, bind the double strand DNA, they will uh, degrade the one strand of DNA and pull the, the other single strand DNA into the cytoplasm. Mm. And in the in the cytoplasm, um, the this single strand DNA will bind with other proteins uh, like reggae. And uh, they were um these complex will start to check uh, the Bacillus genome um, to see if there's any homology. So if like a homology is long enough and uh, similar enough, uh, the homologous recombination will happen. So that's a way that they these bacillus can acquire like foreign DNA for their uh, own adaptation. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, but I know there's other naturally common bacteria like cyanobacteria. It's a marine bacteria. It's also naturally competent. Um, and there's also like a tools for cyanobacteria as well. Hmm. Yeah. But others could be like a pathogen, like a, a pneumonia. That's probably not good for this purpose. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a limit to the complexity of your circuit? Um, that kind of constrained design, or did you not reach that limit? Because obviously, when I know when engineering organisms, there's kind of a limit to the amount of different right. new things yeah. that they can take. Um, yeah. So, do you feel like you've reached that limit, or do you think there's more complexity that you could could add? Yeah. So right now, the circuit is pretty simple. Um, you we just have two plasmids. Um, so and the design is pretty simple. Um, uh, and I'm thinking uh, there's actually different to decide like where you put your counter selection markers and they use different uh, selection markers. You can have kind of different uh, uh, varieties. Um, but maybe if we increase the complexity of circuit, we can achieve like a uh, more complex task. Like uh, you can combine the CRISPR system and uh, you can maybe use CRISPR system to achieve like a single nucleotide um, differentiation. Because hmm. homo uh, homo homologous recombination, um, it's not the perfect uh, um, uh, like the recombination. You will, like if it, with like a 90% similarity, 
in the sequence, you can still, this reaction still happen. Um, so it will depend on the purpose, whether you want to like uh, identify similar sequence or you want to achieve like a precise detection, we can maybe come up with different uh, circuit design. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I think that's all the questions I have. Do you do you have any more you wanted to add? Yeah. So so after I kind of finish this work, I'm thinking like a, that real applications, like what people will want to use it in in what uh, kind of scenario. Yeah. So I think uh, that's a kind of equal equal uh, equivalently hard for like a scientific, like if you want to go like a commercialization, um, that's you need to think a lot about that. Like also, also like a regulation problems and performance. So um, that that's one thing I'm uh, thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, I think um, that's kind of the area I wanted this podcast to line as well is where science meets yeah. kind of real world applications. So it's always nice to see people yeah. thinking about that. Yeah. Because I know like NGS is getting better, cheaper, faster. So, so I'm thinking, oh, where's where's the advantage of this like uh, engineer batch here? Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. Well, good luck engineering your uh, version 2.0. <laughs> okay. It was a pleasure to have you on. And uh, yeah, all the best with your future work. Thank you. And that's all for today's episode with Dr. Yu Yu Cheng. As always, if you enjoyed, remember to share it with your friends and give us a follow and rating on your podcasting app. That really goes a long way. If you want to stay updated with the podcast, you can follow me on LinkedIn or on Twitter at Luke J. Roach. There should be a new episode every week or hopefully at least every other week. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.